Hi, this is Mike. This is Ross. And this is Matt. And you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Corp community. It is episode 146. We're recording this on the 1st of April. This is not a joke. There you go. That was my official government <laughs> voice. Stay inside. This is not a joke. Anyway, I'm joined as always by my two partners in crime, Russell and Mike. Russell, how are you doing today? Um, yeah, I'm all right. Lots of listening to music. That's pretty much my life at the moment. So any other circumstance, it will be much welcomed. Just, you know, the fear of impending doom outside prohibits. <laughs> I hope you've prepared your um, your biscuit or your cake rant or whatever Russ's rant is. Oh, <laughs> well, you should say that. I, I was there. We go. I was browsing. I was browsing the cake aisle on the home shopping network because you know not being able to go outside. I think, oh, I'll go for home delivery. Yeah. And every single supermarket within my area is booked out all day, every day until June. So uh, let's just say it's just as well. I've got some uh, some grub at the end of the uh, end of the garden. It's crazy, isn't it? That's absolutely crazy. Why are people eating? As we just saw people just eating and eating <laughs> and eating, eating toilet rolls and cake. Apparently, I keep shitting all the time. Just <laughs> sitting at home, eating and shitting all day, every day. I think there's actually a lot of forethought on those people that that started hoarding toilet rolls. They realise that at some stage they're just going to send these massive couch potatoes just eating food all day. Isn't they? <laughs> And they're all going to need to go to the toilet about 40 times. I'll tell you, if, if anybody's making money out of this crisis, it's probably plumbers right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was probably bad taste. For the, uh... um, how about you, Mike? How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm good, thanks. I was sent home the other the other Were you day, naughty? Um, well, well it, it was pretty serious that some, somebody actually on our floor has died, and we don't know what he's died from. Oh, um, gosh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, yeah, yeah, it's someone I used to sit next to, um, which is quite quite a shock that he's died, but equally a shock that they don't know whether he's died of corona or something else. So yeah. They sent us home anyway, because I can do what I'm doing currently, but that's about to change, so they might send us back in again, which, if they do, is going to be a bit of a pain. Yeah. Um, because I was the only one on the train the other day, but then got harassed by the police when I got off to say, where you're going, which I have to produce a letter from work. Um, and then on the way home, they said, well, why are you coming to the train station, sir? So I just said, well, to catch a train, which they didn't really have an answer for and smiled, and that was it. So a bit, a bit stressful for that. Ask a stupid question, get a stupid answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But today I went shopping and I managed to get some angel cake and some Madeira. And- <laughs> Shopping for cake. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love the fact you're just shopping for cake. There are... Well, there's no but no pasta. There's been no pasta here for about I don't know twenty days. We just can't get it. You get toilet roll. I've got toilet roll, but no pasta, but plenty of cake. So the way I, I'm beginning to understand your shopping sort of methodology, then you go to the pasta aisle, and if there's no pasta, you go straight to the cake aisle and then to the teals. Well, yeah, and uh, and some iron brew as well. And iron brew, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brew. They're, brew. All, they're all brew. essential items, aren't they? I mean, you've covered a lot of the food groups, definitely. Well, I've got some eggs as well, so... What do you do with them? Well, I'm going to make an omelette. <laughs> that's, that's the main course. 
Oh, survival skills with the Empty Spiral podcast. You've heard it here, yeah. folks. If you're not doing well, are we? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, we're still alive. Um, you know, we've not um, we've not poisoned ourselves yet. Uh, you're eating cake and <laughs> an omelette. <laughs> Russell, Russell's not eating anything until June. <laughs> so we'll see how he works out. Anyway, right. Anyway, let's move on. Um, let's talk about the Kuna Coil, shall we? Well, yeah. <laughs> Just we might as well. I mean, I've got nothing better to do apparently other than eat cake. So, anybody who's not following Insta- uh, Instagram or not on Instagram and following the Lacuna Coil official account should be really because pretty much every couple of days at the moment, various members of Lacuna Coil are um, on Instagram via their kind of live video capability that Instagram is, is, has introduced. And he's answering questions. So it's a kind of like an ask me anything kind of thing, but live. So a couple of weeks ago, we reported that pretty much the whole band uh, spread out over about 40 minutes, appeared on Instagram and they asked a few questions and chatted with each other. It was really quite an informal, fun thing, actually. But but now they've kind of, as they sort of promised at the time, when they said that they'll, they'll do this more often. Now we saw this week, Diego and Richard on Instagram. Uh, answering questions so and uh the the lacuna coil said you know send the questions in and um and we'll answer them and i I get the impression there'll be much much more of this so if you're not following on instagram well first of all why the hell not uh and secondly you know get on with that so that you can uh, interact already with the band which is always a fun thing to do so that's kind of it in terms of news, as you can well imagine. There's uh, other than ourselves listening to lots of uh, Lacuna Coil, and I hope you are too. There isn't much in the way of activity going on right now. Uh, if we didn't report it last week, it came out in between recording and um, delivery of the podcast. But uh, you would have seen that the Apocalyptica tour, which of course has been cancelled for this year, has been rescheduled for early 2021, and you can uh, you can keep your tickets and and see the band and Apocalyptica then in the US, which is great news. Of course, it's nice to know that there's kind of there will be a world left after um, coronavirus and that people are planning for next year. Because let's face it, I think it's fair to say that in most things in life, 2020 is a bit of a write-off, right? Um, so it's it's great to see that they're doing that. So you can you can check out all the latest tour dates in the typical places, of course. Right, well, as kind of promised, uh, we have a special treat this week. After last week, we had a great interview with Andrea of Lacuna Coil. This week, I managed to corner Christina when she wasn't uh, cycling or um, on a step machine singing um, Lacuna Coil songs. I managed to catch up with her and talk about all kinds of things, uh, but mostly about Black Anima because we didn't get a chance to speak to her beforehand. I hope you enjoy it. So, Chuck Christina, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I would say fantastic, but I mean, I'm physically, spiritually fantastic, even though <laughs> I'm in quarantine. <laughs> it's all got a bit ET, isn't it? We're all like big tents, and you know, oh my <laughs> it's god, it's crazy. so weird. Everything's so surreal. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, thank you for joining us on the podcast today, by the way, and I appreciate you taking you. your time out of well your busy schedule, which 
apparently involves <laughs> playing games. Oh, oh, sorry. The timer for a cake. That's how busy I am. Okay, you're baking cakes. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. If I was, I think when I isolate, I'll be baking. baking nothing business. at all, actually. Time to take it out of the oven while I'm talking to you. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> So, how you've been doing? Very well, yeah, very, very well. Obviously, like many people, we're missing seeing you on tour at the moment. That must have been a bit of a blow. I know, I know. Believe me, I'm, I'm heartbroken. I mean, we were so, so ready to be on tour. And, I mean, it breaks my heart that that we couldn't make it. Yeah. I was yeah. so looking forward for to, to, to go to this tour because, I mean, obviously we did south america and it was amazing but it was our chance to not only go back to countries that i love but also to play in places that we've never played before of course like dubai or thailand it, it, it it's it's a bummer yeah yeah well, i think there's a lot of things that are gonna well i think we're gonna come out of 2020 um, oh, yeah. look back on it and go right we need to have a bit of a reset now on everything and and start all over again on a lot of things so it's, uh, it's a lot to dwell on it's going to live in interesting times as they say so i think that's exactly what we're doing right now they sure are <laughs> <laughs> i'm very conscious of the fact that we didn't get a chance to talk about um the album and, and i've got a couple of questions for you as well as the, well yes. as the touring so uh one of the things that i that came as a real surprise to me when I listened to the album for the first time was just what you do vocally on songs like Reckless in particular and Beneficium with the, just the level, the, the, the pitch of your voice. Okay. Um, mm. We talk about Reckless. I mean, that that's an amazing chorus and you kind of raise your voice, this really high pitch level. So how did that come about for you as, as a vocalist? Was it a, an active decision to make or did it feel right for the song and did you have to train for it? No, I didn't train. I mean, what um, a lot of people don't um, think about is that it's not that you use everything you can do in every record. Uh, I've always thought about Lacuna Coil as a band that makes a specific kind of music because we all want, we in the band, all want our music to be really recognizable. That's why... Uh, we are, of course, including a lot of influences and a lot of things from um, everything we like. But at the same time, we know where, let's say, the limits should be. Sure. We don't want to confuse people doing something completely different. Uh, regarding my voice, I've always been really good at doing, um, uh, how do you say, like when you're when you reproduce other people's voice, I'm like a parrot, you know. All mm -hmm. my friends have always made made fun of me because of that, <laughs> because I like to make voices and I like imitation to, to be funny in this way. Yeah, uh, and it's always been a sort of a specialty of mine to make different voices, and that's why uh, it just happened with Black Animal. Like for example, if you hear Anima Nera. It doesn't even look like, it doesn't even sound like my voice. And a lot of people thought that it was pitched or it was another person. They didn't realize that it was me. And that was only because I made a different voice. I, I wanted to sound like a little evil girl, Yeah. but it was still me. You know, it's something that I didn't have the chance to, to do before just because it didn't, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> So, that's all. so when it comes to um, 
so you didn't have to practice it at all, right? It just came. You decided to do it for the yes. Sense. So when yes. you when you were developing, say, um, Reckless, and yeah, you're working on the lyrics, you're working on the music with Mackie. How? At what point did you go? Right, I want to go really high. I want to throw my voice into this place. Well, the the first idea behind Reckless was to have a kind of voice like when you're really tired of everything. So you have that mood and it's just like, whatever, fuck everyone. And that was the first uh, intention we had. Sure. Uh, and sure. that's how the main main vocal part came out, you know, from the verses. verses. And when I, when I go high, it was just like feeling well. Uh, it just, it just happened during the demo. Yeah. It's not that we said, let's do something that will surprise people. I honestly... I am honestly surprised myself when people are surprised about this part because it's not difficult at all to make. It's nothing crazy for me to do. Okay. And I'm like, wow, everybody, you know, is, is amazed by this, but I don't think it's that weird at all. Well, which I guess kind of ask, answers my question about Beneficium as well, because I was very fortunate to see you sing that live in the european tour which was an absolute treat because it's an amazing song both on the album and live of course it's got such a song. I like it a lot too. Uh, yeah and and you know you come out and you 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 belt out that that um the, the latin intro to the song we were just talking just a few days ago to alan about about the the latin part of it and uh yeah and it just amazes me that you you sang that live and i guess what you're saying is that you shouldn't amaze anybody because you could just do it but it was incredible to see it so was that a was that a tough decision to bring benefici in live to stage or was that something you always wanted to do did it feel like a song no, that had to no, be played no, live? No. no it wasn't difficult at all because i mean we liked that song a lot uh, we love the epicity of, of that song and we think that it fits perfectly with the rest of our uh, of our songs. So I was anxiously waiting for this song to be on set every night. Obviously not being, you know, the easiest song to sing. Of course, I knew that it would have been a little harder for me to sing it night after night. Yeah. But in the end, it was not that difficult because uh, I think that uh, when you are on tour and you have to sing every night, you kind of develop a sort of a technique that makes you sing uh, every song in a way that is more comfortable for you. Uh, some parts might not be exactly the same as the parts that you hear on record, because of course, when you're recording, you're rested, you only have to focus on one song, you can repeat the part if you want. But on a live show, you have to consider that you have to sing for an hour and a half and you have to talk every night. And before and after the gig, you have to meet fans and doing interviews. So using your voice constantly. Yeah. So you have to keep that in mind and you have to learn how to uh, try to keep your voice in shape. Uh, and that's why, you know, every song is sung with a specific, uh, I, I would say technique, even if it's not a technique, but you, you think about what you're singing and how you're singing it. Mm. So we've seen so far from the album, we've seen reckless layers of time beneficium obviously in london and subsequently you were playing save me um all of which great great songs live are there any other songs that you you really want to bring live you know particular favorites of yours that you can't wait to bring out on stage uh well there are a lot of songs one is apocalypse i really really like yeah, that yeah, song. Apocalypse. brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. yeah apocalypse <laughs> there is another song that i like very much that is black feathers oh i love that song 
because <laughs> uh, I, I really like the lyrics. I really like uh, to think about uh, people as feathers that are just like moving in the wind and whatever happened, they will fall in a direction or, or another. Uh, so I don't know. It's a song that I really like. But I, I like every song. I like every song on this on this record. So I, it's not that I have a favorite. I mean, every song is perfect for a different mood. Yeah. How given the, the you know you've now got a big back catalogue that goes over a number of years. Yeah. Um, I know that there. I was talking to Andy last week, and he talked about the classics that had to be there. But you, it, yeah. given that you you might be playing for I don't know eighty minutes, an hour and a half, something like that, it must be a real challenge deciding what goes on. In, in the live set now it is honestly a pain in the ass because no matter what song we decide to put in the set list there will always be someone telling us oh why you didn't put this song yeah. and we're like damn it like last week people asked us about those songs and now all of a sudden everything is switching and everybody's changing their minds yeah so we're trying to keep a balance in between the classics the songs that we know everyone wants to hear, um, like for example, Heaven's Alive or Swamped. Uh, let's say we do either Heaven's Alive or Swamped when we have to choose. Um, we have some songs that we're kind of certain that we're gonna play yeah. because they are our classics. But about the others are switching gears and changing songs here and there, depending on how much time we have uh, depending on um, who we are on tour with, if it's a festival show, if it's a headliner show, because obviously if it's a headliner show, we can be more free to do songs that not the majority of people know. Of course, yeah. Because it would still be more, you know, old school, uh, more for fans. But mm. like in a festival, we are kind of forced to do our classics because the majority of people will know those classics instead of the besides of course of course so we recently saw that you released a, a video for uh, save me a live video yeah uh have you got any plans for any other videos off of black anima we are actually thinking about one slash two videos but we didn't film them yet but we thought that save me uh was a great way to um to keep the attention alive to to officially putting out a video uh, for a song that we like a lot, sure. Uh, we thought that the perfect the, that it was the perfect moment, uh, and we got we got a great response on 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 Save Me and the video. A lot of people got connected, uh, understood the song, and that makes me makes me really happy. Yeah, I mean it's a great song, and I think it it, it did feel like the right time because of course it being a live video as well is like, you know, you're not on tour at the moment, you want to be. The shit going on at the moment is stopping that from happening. Yeah, yeah it was mainly it was mainly to show to show the backstage what what happens because if you look at it, it's a live video, but there are not so many uh, live shots. There is a lot of stuff uh, going on behind the scenes, and I think it's cool to give some glimpses of what's happening in the Lacuna Coil camp to the fans. Absolutely. I mean, you've always been very upfront and open with the fans, right? With us fans, and it, but it's great to see that little bit, be, you know, behind the curtains, as you, as you say, um, as you're going on stage, and 
you know, how you guys prepare for that. On that particular subject, pretty much since Delirium, and I was talking to Andy about this, as I say, last week, you've got this costume sort of stage presence. Um, you know, you, you've, some of you are wearing face paint. I'm thinking Marco Diego and, and, and of, of course, Richard. And, yeah. uh, and you know, you've got some face paint. You've got different costumes. Does that help you get into character when you're going on stage? Totally. Totally. I mean, to me, it's mandatory to have, uh, to have an outfit that uh, represents what you're bringing on stage. Uh, not only sets you in the mood, but I think that is more interesting for whoever is coming to a show to see something extra visually. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why some people think that uh, the outfit of a band could take away the attention from the music, because to me, it's something that goes together. It's like going to a theater uh watching i don't know romeo and juliet and the actors are wearing a t-shirt and jeans yeah. it would not be the same right so to me is is very important because it adds something to the show without taking anything away yeah that's a really important observation a really important it is always a personal choice because i mean i i don't want to say you know that my uh, some of my colleagues that don't care are less professional or anything I just think that you should be free to show your personality and your taste uh, on stage, your point of view on the performance. It's it's it is a personal choice. No, I think that's a very very fair comment, and I think it's important that people recognise that it's it, you're not just when you go to a show. You're, it's a it's a full visual and you know audible experience right so why wouldn't you enjoy the lighting and the stage presence and the costumes and so forth people always think about um and i'm talking about whoever is criticizing the choice of some bands to be more visual uh they often take the example of um metallica metallica have a specific outfit because if you think about it they don't go on stage with you know like a a random shirt and and uh, like clear jeans. They yeah. have black jeans. They have black shirts. They have uh, um, wrist wristbands. Wristbands, yeah. Yes, uh, Truio has you know specific shirts of a certain type, so they have their own image, yeah. but it's still a recognizable image. Yeah, they're not wearing uh, face paint, but they yeah, are. it is not random. Lit. It, it no. is not that what they wear when they go to the grocery store you know if you see picture of them out of the stage they're not always dressed like that yeah and that's what some people don't get you know it is always a personal choice some people like to be more visual with painting or or special clothes because it helps you to get in the mood and if yeah. it helps you as an artist why not yeah that makes perfect sense so one of the questions that we've been asked uh, on our Discord channel is, given the the fact that tours are being cancelled throughout this year, and you know the impact on the the entertainment industry is going to be huge. Yeah. What can fans around around the world do to support Lacuna Core right now? What can we do to help? You? Well, one thing they can do is to uh, buy a piece of merch okay. if they go to our website. Uh, I mean, not 
all the money will go to us, but it is a way to support your favorite artist. Yeah. Um, another way could be like, for example, if some gigs are canceled, those those things are not going to support us, but they can maybe leave the money for the venue that lost money on the show. But speaking of helping the artists, I mean, if some artists have a Patreon, um, probably the best way to help them is like that. But uh, we personally don't want to ask for straight money to the band. So I think that is, I think that buying a piece, a piece of merchandise is, is a good way. Okay, so let's make sure we're sporting our Lacuna Core t-shirts for the rest of, <laughs> rest of 2020 at least. Okay, now that's really cool. <laughs> All right, I, I think um, I think we're pretty much come to a close now. Thank you so much for taking the You're time absolutely out of your welcome. Day. Sorry for the blabbering, but I'm like, <laughs> sometimes English doesn't come to my mind, so I start thinking about something, and from my mouth it comes out something confusing. <laughs> that happens to me, and English is my language, so I've got no excuses. And certainly, your Italian is a thousand times better than my Italian. So, I'm sorry, your English, I should say, is a thousand times better the my italian so, so, <laughs> so yes. we'll trade lessons yeah well we've got time now we could just sort of oh, sit yeah, here and, exactly we, we should totally set up <laughs> there you go english italian lessons oh I, I think you'd find me a very difficult student so <laughs> right, thank you so much for joining me today you're absolutely welcome and, man anytime and uh hopefully we'll get to see you face to face on stage in the near future can't wait and uh, we'll catch up can't again soon. wait thank you <laughs> thank you thank you once again to christina for joining us on the podcast it was amazing to speak to you and you always have such insightful things to say about being in a band and just life in general really it still amazes me that the, the vocal magic that you um, seem to have pulled out of your hat when it comes to um, singing the songs on Black Anima especially live just just crazy 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 all these years and you're still managing to amaze us uh, I think yeah, yeah well I, I have no words for it um, other than admiration anyway thank you once again <laughs> Right, well, this brings us on to our review this week on the Empty Spiral podcast. This week we are reviewing the song Save Me. Uh, not the Queen one. Uh, this is the Lacuna Core one, which I thought was a cover. No, it's not. Uh, and I believe it's my turn to go first. I've been told this by the guys. So here we go. Save Me. Where do I start? Save Me, I think, is quite a different song from the majority of the songs on Black Anima. I think, whereas... Most, if not all, of the others have a kind of what I would describe as a, a more aggressive metal sound about them. I see Save Me when I hear it as a heavy rock ballad. It's not really a ballad, but structurally it feels like a ballad. But it definitely feels like a more rock than metal. Um, it, there is something about this song which I think is very, very... 
what's the word I'm looking for? Almost universal. I think the way that the there's the the pace to the song, the way it opens, when Christina comes in and sings sings the lyrics, it it seems very obtainable. It seems very accessible to to people that might not otherwise know Lacuna Coil, or or might not otherwise know or even like heavy metal. And I think that's to its credit. Uh, I think the music is structurally very good. Uh, it's tight. It's got pace. Um, I think the, the strength in the song is in the lyrics themselves. I think uh, Christina does a, a, quite a fantastic job of singing the song. I think there's so much emotion in the way she does it. Um, she really brings it out. There's the, there is a level of support from Andrea, definitely in the backing vocals. Um, uh, front here I would say uh, giving an extra weight to the, the depth of the, the sound that Christina's making as we see a lot when they're supporting each other um, but this, this the song itself, the music is is good but it's not the strongest part of this song and that's not a, not disrespectful to the music so I think the, the music works really well as that heavy rock ballad for me the combination of the lyrics which I think are very evocative I think they're very current. I think they're very, very personal. And they're sung in the first person, as it were. You know, save me from myself. I can't help it. And then you've got some of these, these lines, like my skin is crawling. I feel this pressure pushing from the inside out. And then you've got those, all that rising vocal. My mind is racing. Insomnia kicks in. Buried in my darkest thoughts again. I love that line. And then you've got the really well-delivered, well-delivered, that, that, that's really quite almost disrespectful, amazingly delivered. And so I keep asking myself, will I be strong enough to face this mess? Uh, still here, begging for help. We're only humans walking through this hell. I just think that's a really, really personal, powerful statement. And it, I think it connects with everybody, especially in these current times of uncertainty uh, on a global scale. Uh, where we're all feeling perhaps a little sense of hopelessness or disconnected or worrying about ourselves and our loved ones and how we as humanity are going to deal with this situation, relying on our, on each other to provide us with emotional and physical and every kind of support, really. I just, for me, this is an impassioned cry for help, and it always was. But now it's so much more powerful as a consequence of the events to see around us. So the song progresses, of course, and then we get that that reprise um, in which Christina, uh, we get that talking verse where she's saying, "What remains is a shadow of my past." I, I look into the mirror and hate what I see, and then I won't repeat the whole thing. But you know what I mean. And then she she talks about, "I can't turn back time. I know I can't give up. I, you know, I, I won't give up, etc. I just can't give up." And that could almost be the end of the song because the way it kind of goes is well you get that that reprise and the slow down and then of course you get that return that big straight back into the chorus save me from myself I could use your strength on breaking down and it, I think that's a really great ending to what is a quite a a, a a great song a hugely accessible song um i can see why it's a song that I would deliver as a single out to people. It makes it makes perfect sense. It was one of the, the songs that we heard before the album came out. We were lucky enough to hear it live in London when they played last year, which we kind of knew was sort of happening. It was a semi-surprise for those of us that are in the know, but I hadn't heard it before. And I thought that was delivered perfectly even then. So yeah, it's a, this is a strong, strong song. Different from a lot of the songs on the album, I feel... 
Um, it's in that kind of. Um, I go so far. It, 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 it's kind of in the shallow life, dark adrenaline kind of period of Lacuna Core's music story, I'd say. Uh, but very, very current, extremely current, very relevant, very, very personal and delivered masterfully um, by Christina. So, yeah, big fan of this song. Mike, what about you, sir? What have you got to say about Save Me? I agree totally, pretty much what exactly what I've written down um, that you've covered. I think it's quite weird for me that it's very, very radio friendly, but equally at the same time, lyrically, when you uh, listen to it, it's obviously a cry of help. So it's almost the opposite of what you would think of a bouncing around happy song kind of thing. Um, but as you've covered it, it's raw, angry, emotive, very personal um, through the eyes of what's happening and the emotive uh, theme of the lyrics, which I think work very well. And the subtle undertones of Andrea as the, uh, the backing going through it. Um, I think for me, the speaking part is one of the strongest elements of the song. I think that works really well. And then as you mentioned at the, the end of that, you've got the piano and then you just think it's about to end and then you're hooked back in and it starts again yeah, with yeah. the save me part, which is very powerful. Um, musically, you could say it could sound a bit repetitive, but I think that also works hand in hand with the lyrics that the it powers it along. And I think that that complements it very well. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they I think the repetitive nature of the lyrics, not lyrics, sorry, the repetitive nature of the song is that it is that typical rock ballad construct, yeah, yeah. isn't it? You know, it's not a negative thing. Yeah. It's what it's partly what makes it accessible because it's there's a yeah, level yeah, of predictability yeah. which makes it easy to sing along, right? You know, you get the different stages of the music. But yeah, I totally take on board that. Russ, what about sure. you, sir? What do you think of this song? <clears throat> um, I think you've both covered it superbly and hit all the nails on the head. Um, I've got to be honest, I have to say I think this is by far and away Lacuna Coil's best radio song, radio single of all time. I think it's brilliant. Um, I love what you've both picked up on the, the juxtaposition in that it's quite accessible musically. Um, obviously, it's got a pretty much straightforward 4-4 song structure, mm -hmm. i.e. it's very, very accessible to the ears. Um, but I love the fact that that's completely contradicted by the darkness of the lyrics. And I think what you've touched upon, Christina's spoken word element of the song. The other thing that I love is, you know, again, this is a band that's 20 years into their career, and yet, you know, they're still finding new things to do. You know, Christina's never given a vocal delivery in that way before giving spoken word, and I think it adds so much depth, texture, and strength to the song. Um, add that to the fact that it's got a killer guitar solo from Diego. It's probably my favourite guitar solo on Black Anima. It's quite short, direct, to the point. And again, it just sort of all ties back to it's just a really, really well-rounded, tightly developed song. And it just packs a punch from the start all the way through right to the end. And I think, for me personally, it's probably my favourite song on the record. Wow, wow. Good words. Okay. Getting a, getting a strong, positive vibe off everybody from this one. Um, so in terms of numbers then, uh, so I would say the first time I heard this song, I was in two minds. Um, but they do kind of say, don't they, whoever they are in this context, that the songs that grow on you are the songs that keep with stay with you the longest, right? And 
since I heard it, and I heard it a few more times, and the album came out, and I heard it in the context of the album, I've grown to love this one a lot. And I think it is a really strong, strong song on the album. For me, this is a 9 out of 10 song. What about you, Mike? I agree. I think that it's, it is one of those songs that you have to listen to a few times to fully appreciate what's going on. But once you do, I can certainly say I'm hooked with it. So I'll give it a nine and a half. Nine and a half. OK, Russ. So um, what about you, sir? Me, I stand by my early comment. Best radio single of all time. It absolutely smashes Spellbound into the ground. Good. This is, this is a <laughs> 10 out of 10 for me. 10 out of 10. There we go. So 9, 9 and 10. That is safe me. Wow. Okay. The second half of this album is really racking up the big, big numbers. And we're one song away from the end of the regular version of the album. And then, of course, we're going to go into the specials. Of course, of course. But there we go. Save me. Hooked us all. Accessible. Uh, best um, radio single they've ever, ever released, according to Mr. Taylor. And who might disagree with that statement? that we're at the end of our podcast thank you as always to russ and mike for joining me wouldn't be able to do it without the two of you uh, you inspire me with your words and your friendship so thank you so much for coming along um thank and you. everybody else on the podcast who joins us from time to time we love you all stay safe everybody uh, i genuinely mean that look after each other because this is tough times we're going through at the moment as, as a well, in every type of group mentality, whether you talk about country, by musical taste, by creed, colour, gender, you name it, we're all going through a tough times. So, you know, be excellent to each other, as Bill and Ted said many, many years ago. Um, and you'll find ways to party on down, of course, as well. And whilst you're doing that, you can also listen to more Lacuna Coil. And I'll leave it there for this podcast. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, everyone. Take care. Cheers, guys. 